California just banned the new gas car by 2035, but now suggests residents not to charge electric cars. What could Californian drivers do? A Soros-backed ballot measure to roll back election law in Arizona cannot be on the November ballot. And a San Francisco Board of Supervisors candidate who actively participated the successful recall of a district attorney was disqualified by the city just two weeks before the ballot printing. What's the story behind it? Hi everyone, welcome to the Wayne Kathy Show. I'm your host Kathy Zhang. So sorry about the delay.、Uh, there are some technical issues, but、uh, here we are. And、uh, even without Wei being here today. You will、uh, hear a joke at the end of the show, so stay with us. First of all, the ballot measure backed by billionaire George Soros will not be on November's ballot in Arizona, after the state's Supreme Court ruled the measure did not have enough signatures. An Arizona initiative called Proposition Two Ten prevents the state legislature. From overturning presidential election results, override a Republican-passed bill that imposes、um, stricter requirements on an early voting list and decriminalize turning in another person's ballot. This initiative needed、uh, more than two hundred thirty-seven thousand signatures to qualify for the November November eight ballot. Uh, the backers submitted uh, about uh, uh, over four hundred seventy-five thousand signatures. You know, almost uh, uh, about uh, two times of、uh, required signatures. But tens of thousands of them were rejected during a review by Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, who is a Democrat, and some other signatures. Were deemed invalid by county officials. However,、uh, Secretary of State Hobbs、uh, certified the initiative on August twenty third, based on a random sampling of the signatures. On August twenty fifth, Maricopa County Supreme Court Judge Joseph Mikitish said that the campaign had.、Uh, About two hundred two thousand two hundred eighty-one extra signatures. Then the Arizona Supreme Court ordered the judge to outline how he reached the this number. So one day later, on the twenty-sixth, the same judge said that、uh, the initiative actually was lacking one thousand four hundred fifty-eight valid signatures, and thus was disqualified. So. Arizona's Supreme Court said that、uh, it affirmed、uh, this judge's、uh, ruling and would issue a written opinion detailing its reasoning in due course. This initiative is now removed from the ballot, according to the Secretary of State's office. The organization called the, the Arizona Free Enterprise Club, which brought the lawsuit that led to the ruling, cheered this decision, and the group said this initiative would have cemented fraud in our system, and it continues saying it included everything the left wanted, which is why they were that they were desperate to get it on the ballot 
so desperate, in fact, that、uh, they submitted hundreds of thousands of unlawful and invalid signatures to the Secretary of State, hoping that no one would take the time to check their work. And、uh, quote, we are very glad that we did. So that's an update on the election in Arizona. So, what do you think? You know, leave your comments there, and、uh, we'll review that together.、Uh, second piece. Let's move on to California, and、uh, in San Francisco, a political candidate who was actively involved in the recall election in San Francisco, the DA recall. Was、uh, stricken from the ballot by the city、uh, for his、uh, candidacy for the board of supervisor, and she was uh, uh, she has taken legal action to get he, her name back onto the November eight ballot to become the first Chinese American immigrant board of supervisor in San Francisco. So it's a developing story. And、uh, the person who's、uh, involved, actually, I had an interview with her. If you remember, that's back in June.、Uh, Liana Lui, she's an immigrant from southern China at childhood, and、uh, she is also a veteran who is now a small business owner in San Francisco. Liana Lui became well known to the community after she founded a community organization to patrol in the Chinatown and other areas during the COVID and during the time that crimes against small businesses and Asian elderlies became rampant, and especially after the successful recall of the San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Bodine, where Liana. Louis played a very, you know, a, a leading role, especially among the Asian community. Afterwards, Liana Louis declared candidacy for board of supervisor for District Four, which is the Sunset District,、uh, where there are about fifty、uh, to sixty percent Asian American residents. So Liana Louis used to live in District Ten, the Bayview District. And she started to rent in District Four、uh, in March. Then on June third, she filed documents with the district、uh, with the Department of Election to declare her candidacy for this district's supervisor, and was consequently certified by the Department of Election for her qualification, according to her lawyers. And、uh, a local newspaper called Mission Local in early August reported that、uh, Louis voted in District Ten in April. It's a special election, and the paper claimed that、uh, Louis has been living in three houses between District Four and District Ten. Following the report. The city attorney in San Francisco, David Chu, started an investigation and came up with a 13-page report on August 26th, determining that、uh, Louis does not meet the residence requirement to run for the office, which it requires、uh, the candidate live in the district for at least 30 days before submit- submitting the、uh, pay- paper to the Department of、uh, Election. Subsequently, last week, 
the Department of Elections in San Francisco announced that、uh, Louis's name will not appear on the November ballot. However, Louis's lawyers said that、uh, they have all the documentation to prove that she meets the requirement and reject City's decision. We believe that Miss Louis was removed illegally. Because、uh, the city passed the timeline、uh, to challenge her qualifications, the timeline is set for June 27. However, no written challenge was made before June 27. Therefore, she should be deemed qualified afterward. But、uh, they removed her at the end of August, which is days before the ballot supposed to be printed. And so、uh, this violates,、uh, you know, Miss Louis's right to be a candidate in the upcoming election, and、uh, and we are asking the court to intervene and to correct this mistake. Yeah, and、uh, let's also hear、uh, her other attorney, Christine, and、uh, that's Z one. Most importantly, we're here to tell you that the city attorney's office and the Department of Elections had no authority whatsoever to remove Ms. Louis from the ballot. I hold in my hand paperwork from the city from the Department of Elections, whereby the Department of Elections, in fact, did certify Ms. Louis as meeting all of the residency requirements to be a candidate in the November election. So now Liana has filed a lawsuit with the San Francisco Super,、uh, Superior Court, asking the judge to order the Department of Election to put her back on the Board of Supervisors、uh, ballot. Her lawyers believe her case has a larger impact beyond her own rights. And in this case, I think we are concerned not only about Miss Louis her own personal right. To run for public office, but we also concerned with the thousands of voters in San Francisco who want to choose Miss Louis as a supervisor, and now their voice is being shut out. To removing Miss Louis just days before the ballot is to be printed, after a series of slanted articles were written against Miss Louis that did not. Include all of the facts. It's to me a stunning assault on the democratic process in this country, and that is why we have filed this case. Political opponents of Ms. Louis have weaponized the Department of Elections, weaponized the City Attorney's Office to remove the front runner in this race in an undemocratic fashion. Whether you support Ms. Louis. Or are not one of her supporters. You must recognize the tremendous constitutional right implications of Ms. Louis and any member of the public seeking to hold elective office. In the, at a press conference held on August 30th, where her lawyers spoke, some of、uh, Louis's、uh, supporters showed up and、uh, also spoke out. You know how important. Law enforcement and crime suppression is in the city, 
Leanna is very, very pro-police. She supports the police. She was out in front of the, the recall for uh, Bodine. Very active in the community. We need her voice. We need her work. And uh, so um, for this uh, race, there are another two candidates. One is uh, Gordon Ma, who is an incumbent Board of Supervisor, uh, whose uh, political stance is uh, pretty liberal. And the other candidate is uh, Joe Egardio, who is a public safety advocate. So initially, the three of them will run for this um, Board of Supervisor position for District 4. And in San Francisco, they do rank choice um, election. Okay, so um, and uh, there are two, you know, I, I talked to some of uh, her supporters, especially including some of them are Asian and Chinese uh, Americans. So the supporters had uh, mainly two questions. And the first question is curious why no one, including the Department of Election, challenged uh, uh, Leanna Lewis' uh, candidacy qualification between June 3rd to June 27th, which is the legal window for any challenges and uh, for her to answer any of those challenges. So until August 10th, the local newspaper, Mission Local, reported and then the city attorney started to do investigation and the department election then just, um, you know, determined that uh, her name won't be on the ballot. And the ballot will started to print two weeks later. So it's a rather short time. And uh, so that's one of the main concerns from Leanna Lewis um, supporters. And second question, they also mentioned uh, some other uh, previous residency controversies involving members of the current Board of Supervisors. Uh, who is actually the president of the board, Sherman Walton. Uh, Walton owns real property in Vallejo, which is north of San Francisco. It's not in San Francisco. And Walton reacted to the allegations on his Facebook account by saying that uh, he cannot afford a home in the city and thus purchased uh, a property in Vallejo for use by his family, uh, which I was told by one of the supporters, uh, he treated that as his principal residence. So in that, if that's true, then it's, uh, it certainly violates uh, the requirement of, uh, of the law. And, but according to the same local media, Mission Local, the city attorney confirmed advising Walton that uh, there was no issue with him owning a real pro property outside of San Francisco as long as she, he remains residency inside the, the city. So I contact the city attorney, but have not heard from them yet. So these, um, the supporters of Leanna Louis are concerned that there are double stands when coming to this um, residence test. So yeah, so this is a developing story. What's the next step? According to the lawyers for Louis, they are filing uh, to the court for their petition 
in submitting all the documents by September 6th and hoping to have a hearing as soon as next week resolving this issue before the ballot is printed. And the city attorney, both the city attorney and the Department of Election, they have sent out a statement um, just affirming their position that uh, Louis, uh, uh, Leanna Louis, you know, does not qualify for candidacy. So yeah, we'll um, follow up on that to see what how it could happen. But one thing you if you follow our shows, you may remember another Chinese American activist, An Shu, who is also very active in the recalling the school board in San Francisco, which became uh, uh, national news, right? And Shu, she was appointed after the recall, she was appointed by the mayor as the temporary, in the, in the, as the interim board, um, school board commissions. But then she got into trouble by, you know, answering a questionnaire saying, uh, you know, a very simple sentence about the the African-American students and the Hispanic students and family, uh, which the, you know, the same kind of uh, uh, words were also told, also told, said by um, former President Obama and uh, some others. Uh, so Enshu was heavily attacked by the leftist uh, organizations and calling her racist. And um, now we hear again, Diana Louis, she who is also a local leader to recall the San Francisco district attorney, Chesa Boding. And uh, she was qualified, but then now she was said not qualified for running uh, for board of supervisor. So, yeah, that's a, that raised a lot of concern, especially from the Chinese American community in San Francisco and uh, actually beyond in the San Francisco Bay Area, because um, yeah, for the Chinese Americans, a lot of them they felt they you know they were uh, both Enshu and Liana Lui are because why they happened why this happening to them and everybody probably is wondering, and uh, some of her, their supporters, including Chinese Americans, feel that uh, because they are independent and that they are leaning more towards, uh, not, not exactly conservative, but just leaning towards a little bit more conservative than um, they are not following uh, the liberal ultra-left political force in San Francisco. And that's why they are attacked, uh, you know, they are targeted. So what do you think? If you understand the politi politics in San Francisco, in California, maybe you can share with all of us. How do you think, you know, do you think this kind of concern is valid? Share your comments. All right, so uh, in the meanwhile, let's move on to the third piece of news today. Again, it's California. California just banned new gas cars by 2035, but now the, the state is suggesting residents not to charge their electrical cars. So what happened? 
the unelected California Air Resource Board, on August twenty-sixth, voted unanimously to ban the sale of new gas-powered cars by two thousand thirty-five. Other than some plug-in hybrids, the state also set targets to require thirty-five percent of new cars sold in California to produce. Zero emissions by 2026, and requires 68 percent by 2030. There will be fines of up to twenty thousand for each vehicle that does not meet the production target by 2035. Fast forward to today, August 31st, the California Independent System Operator. Abbreviated as ISO, issued a statewide flex alert calling for voluntary electricity conservation from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. today, which is you know deemed as a peak time. It is due to high temperatures in the forecast across the state. The grid operator is expecting high electricity demand, primarily from air conditioner use and some other. Large appliance. Additional fax alerts are also possible through the Labor Day weekend, as record-setting temperatures are forecast across much of the state and the West. So, in today's flex alert, Californians are urged to conserve power by setting、uh, thermostats to seventy-eight degrees or higher, if health permits. Avoiding use of major appliances and turning off unnecessary lights—that's what's in the flex alert. It continues saying they should also avoid charging electric vehicles while the flex alert is in effect. So this、uh, grid operator, California ISO, said it is to prevent blackout amid a regional heat wave. In recent years. California ISO has issued flex alerts and made similar statements, calling on residents to hold off on charging electric cars. For example, in mid-July last year, the grid operator posted a Twitter message that Californians should not charge their electric vehicles and other devices between 4 and 9 p.m. So. Yeah, what's left for California drivers? Go figure. And、uh, you know, a lot of people say, "Okay, so that's California, right?" However,、um, there we all know the saying, you know, the where California goes, the whole nation goes, right? So actually, there are nineteen states would follow、uh, California's、uh, footstep to ban electric cars, and、uh, also beyond United States. Australia banks recently saying that they will not give loans to gas-generated car,、uh, gas cars, you know, after a certain year and the dates. So yeah, how do you think of uh, such a、uh, kind of、uh, decision? And if you are, I know some of you are in California. So what do you think? And for other states,、uh, folks, how do you think of this type of、uh, policy? And decision making. All right, so yeah, let's take a look.、Um, 
of uh, some of your comments. Okay, James, too much hanky panking with elections. And uh, Laura from uh, BC, Canada. Hi, Laura, welcome. And um, Laura, oh, you grew up uh, in Paradise, California. I was saying Paradise, the town of Paradise, or just uh, you're referring to, uh, uh, you know, California used to be a paradise. Let me know, because um, in the town of Paradise, there was unfortunately a wildfire, you know, one of the largest fire in California history. Uh, I believe it's in 2017, around 2017 or 18. I actually went there uh, to, you know, to do report after the unfortunate, you know, tragedy. So, yeah, it, it, it was so beautiful. Uh, really, you can call it paradise, but uh, after the fire, it was just, um, yeah, really, really tragic. Um, yeah, Laura, you said uh, our world is out of balance. Yeah, oh, James, you said it's, uh, wow, it's triple digits in Los Angeles, 105 degree, wow. So... And Larry, you said hopefully they will go get her back on the ballot. Yeah, we probably would, you know, would know about uh, a week later. So we'll keep you uh, posted. And uh, Larry, you said the rank choice is not good. Well, yeah, I hear you. And there are a lot of controversies about uh, uh, rank choice. Sometimes people just feel it's so, it's very confusing. And also sometimes, you know, a lot of time I hear people complain about the results. It, you know, they feel it doesn't really reflect the constituents. So, yeah. And um, Larry, you all continue said, I cannot wait until California passes a law to only use pedal cars. Wow. And Matthew, you said uh, between the hours of 4 and 9, California are sitting in their electric cars to stay cool. <laughs> wow. Okay, so James, your AC is still on. Wow, it's, yeah, so you can imagine how hot it is. All right, so I don't know if Hal is there today, but um, I'm going to bring you a, a, joke but it's not from me actually it's from our you know our former president reagan and you probably have heard it but i think it's a uh, pretty fitting um and the circumstance right now and also including uh, the passing of uh, a former soviet union secretary um state secretary um gorbachev so President Reagan used to, he's just such a communicator, right? He you know, tells jokes, he's so uh, humorous. And uh, um, in speeches, he actually said that uh, he had a, a new hobby to start collecting jokes, the real jokes about Soviet Union. And uh, one of the joke is uh, talking about um, how the people um, you know, in Soviet Union, they are lining up, uh, trying to 
order new cars, all right? So one of them, uh, finally, he, you know, it's his turn, and he said, uh, okay, you know, I, I want this car, and when can I get it? So the person, uh, you know, in the counters, at the counters, t telling him, oh, you know, yeah, it's uh, ten, 10 years from now. And then the person said, okay, so 10 years from now today, so in the morning or in the afternoon. And then another, per another person was saying that it's 10 years later, you know, what do you care it's in the morning or afternoon? And you know what this person answered? And he said, oh, because my plumber is scheduled to come in the morning. Okay, so, you know, that's in Soviet Union, how, you know, the, the, the lack of uh, supplies and uh, things can make people do, right? And another joke is, um, actually, President Reagan said that he told this joke to Gorbachev, and Gorbachev actually laughed. And uh, what happened was, um, Gorbachev, uh, in, 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 in Soviet Union, Oh, in, in, yeah, in, and uh, actually that's how, how it goes is um, President uh, Reagan said uh, to Gorbachev, you know, in the uh, United States, uh, everyone can just uh, go to the uh, Oval Office of White House and the pounding on the table of, um, pounding on the table and telling the president that, uh, you know, I don't agree with how you run the country. And Gorbachev uh, said that we can do that in Soviet Union as well. And uh, Reagan said, uh, you do, you can. And uh, he said, yeah, you know, and we have people coming to my office and uh, pounding on the table and saying that uh, I don't agree with uh, President Reagan, how he run his country. All right, yeah, so that's in the 80s, right? And, uh, you know, we just, in, in, at that time, things happened in the Soviet Union. We just felt it's so, right, ridiculous. But some of it, we are, you know, seeing some of the such kind of trace now here, which is sad, and then which, that's why we need to be, you know, really alert and, um, um, to educate people about that. So, and that's why we and I uh, do this show and trying to share our perspectives and share the lessons uh, from uh, authoritarian regime and how people live and how people feel uh, living under such kind of a regime. So hopefully our more and more our fellow Americans can realize and uh, more of us can you know wake up and uh, speak out step out step up both like um, Liana and Anshu they lived under uh, communist regime and uh, especially I talked to I interviewed Liana and uh, she really knows you know she also said that uh, she's very concerned about what she's seeing uh, happening in San Francisco, in this country, um, have the signs of the socialism, communism, which really restricting people's um, freedom and uh, uh, 
but that's why she step out. So, yeah, and uh, all right. So, uh, Larry, you asked uh, what would they think of the mess we are in today? Yeah, good question. Um, and James, you said, imagine if Reagan or Kennedy were alive today. Yeah, yeah. And Daniel said, thank you, Kathy. You're welcome. Yeah, I, you know, I'm so glad you're with us, uh, with me today. We skipped a couple of days uh, due to other things and uh, some adjustments. But, um, you know, it's a really, um, we're really glad that you continue to follow our show and uh, share our videos. Uh, Larry, you said a pretty good one. I'm glad you like it. All right. Um, great. So I think that's it for today. Uh, hope you enjoy it. And uh, so take care, keep safe, try to keep cool, James and other folks. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Good night. Bye bye.